here. in the building, checking in and uh, logging in, clocking in, that's the one I was clocking in, clocking in for that lo-fi library, clocking in for that lo-fi library, lo-fi life school, part two, the power of your subconscious mind, yeah, bienvenidos familia, como estas ahora, como estas hoy, Sentía muy auspicioso, huh? I just got back from the gym, another ridiculous session. A ridiculous and glorious session, so to us. And, uh, and now we're here for another ridiculous and glorious session. Uh, who was here last night? Who was here last night? Put your hands up. Hands up if you were here last night. Uh, last night we did uh, the first five chapters. First five chapters of the power. The power of your subconscious mind. And what, a, what an enlightening and glorious experience that was. Yeah. The power of your conscious subconscious mind is, of course, uh, a book published in 1963, written by Dr. Joseph Murphy. And uh, it goes very, very deep uh, on the power of your subconscious mind. What did we learn yesterday? Those of, those of you who were here yesterday, what did we glean yesterday? What up, Jason Eva? Says programming the subconscious continues. Yes, it does. That it, yeah, that it be that it do. Those of you that are already assembled, do me a favor and kick living daylights out of the like. Thus, the the, uh, the algorithmic overlords might notify some of your fellow wave riding individuals, and they may gather here tonight and, uh, and have a nice time. going to this particular uh, gym for like two years it'll be three years in july good lord and you know in the early days it was you know something new every day well it was all new right yet somehow years in i am still surprised like my teacher yago manages to come up with some new shit like every time today there was some maneuver wherein you're like You've got your elbows like this, and you're on the ground, right? You're kind of in a plank position with elbows on the ground. And then you're twisting your hips so that your, your hip is touching the floor on either side, back and forth. It's like a planche, pump-ass, like, rotator. It was insane. 
you know, I was energetically and enthusiastically going at it. Yago Sisakura. <laughs> Be careful. People get injured. With such vigor. It's like, shit, man. I was just excited to be doing a new thing, you know? I was also excited because I haven't measured my deadlift for a long time. Last time I measured my deadlift and did a PR was like early last year. And uh, I got 275, and there's a video of me doing it, and I'm like, fucking screaming. Anyway, I did a little warm up today before uh, went in with Hercules half an hour early, and I just did some deadlifts just as like just like a little limber up. You know, I put 45 on each side, kujunk did that, put another 45 on each side, kujunk did that, put another 25 on each side, kujunk. Then I was like, hang on, what is that? Holy shit, that's 275. It's just an easy warm up. I I did what was person previously my personal record. So now I'm gonna have to like seriously do some deadlifts and measure them and see what I'm actually capable of now. But basically, this time last year, me, I just breezed past that motherfucker without even trying. So uh, shout out to him. Anyway, shout out to everyone locked in. How are you all doing? Chad Comstock said, it's killed already. I crushed it. Stomps on the like button. All out war. I mean, the... Uh, I would be surprised if it was actually D-A-A-D. D-A-D. You know, I can't think of the word dead without thinking of little Maisie Williams. And uh, the day after the, the infamous Red Wedding on Game of Thrones, little Maisie Williams, who plays Arya Stark, uh, did, did a little video that she put on the internet and she went... D-E-A-D. My parents are D-E-A-D. And it was such a funny, cute thing, and now I can't think of the word dead without thinking of little Maisie Williams doing that. Which has rather sort of made dead seem kind of, death seem kind of funny to me. I'm like, you know, all that stoic uh, learning and all that was required to make, to make one laugh in the face of death was a small girl doing a video on the internet. This really is a perfect record, this right here. This, of course, is the instrumental suit. Maybe could be possible from uh, the user interface for reality, I believe it was. Perfect for this sort of thing. Man like Yoga Mac says, Yoga, miggity miggity Mac in the his house. My subconscious let me here and accept it. In my subconscious, thank you, Akira. I was practicing it with Hercules earlier, right? We were out playing Pokemon Go. And he's like, ah, oh, this is a wild silver Eevee. I'm never going to get it. I always lose these. I said, no, Hercules. Watch this. I'm already seen you getting it. You've got it. You've got it. And you're going, yes, Dad, I've got it. He's like, I've only got one Pokeball. He's like, it's all right, Herc. I've already seen it. You're going, yes, Dad, I've got it. Yes, Dad, I've got it. Yes, Dad, I've got it. Yes. And then he goes, yes, Dad, I've got it. And he got it. I was like, yeah, the power of your subconscious mind. How else are you going to catch them all? What else? Uh, oh, yeah. So I had a podcast earlier. So I'm up here setting up for the podcast. I still haven't got the exact perfect uh, setup to do a podcast. Because, uh, like, I need to be able to see the person. Anyway, it's all very complicated. But I'd, I was, so I was working on a podcast setup. And I'd got this camera was being the podcast one. 
and I had a screen sort of there so I could look at the person and read it. It's almost, almost right. Anyway, in doing that, I somehow, I don't know, or something has buggered up the ceiling one because the ceiling one was out yesterday. But when I switched it on today, oh, it's gone again. <laughs> All right, never mind, because it was doing something crazy. All right, so we currently have no ceiling camera. I'm going to have to sort that out. But anyway, the podcast never happened. The podcast person rearranged. They sent a message this morning saying, um, what did they say? They said that they needed to rearrange. They're sorry it's so last minute, but they had to rearrange. They had a bad oyster yesterday. They had a bad oyster. I, uh, I think it was my wife pointed out, that's like basically like the podcast equivalent of the dog ate my homework. I had a bad oyster. You know what I mean? Who has a bad bad oyster? Are you kidding me? Good lord! Well, maybe maybe you did have a bad oyster, and uh, but like it really is like that. Really is the dog ate my homework of, of cancelling podcasts. That's shocking. Like I don't think you should even say that. Even if you did have a bad oyster, you should just say something else. You're saying ah ah to sorry, bro. I got I had a bad oyster. <laughs> Good luck. Yes, that's everybody locked in. We got Bad Butter in the house. We got Amcast in the house. We got Chad Comstock in the house. We got Spaghetti in the house. The Leyenda. Leyenda. Amanda dances. Leyenda. There's Innuendo. Usual Monday. Cedric Edge is in the house also. And so is Mark Andrew Dimas. And it's a sea of green. Everybody's a member apart from Nightbot. Oh, and Yoga Mac. Thomas Densley. Hello, Thomas Densley. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's possible. guys how have you been how was your day oh i should have said this <laughs> but as always if you want to jump to the uh the the book itself there'll be a timestamp in the broadcast um which mighty jason eva will put in after the fact ain't that just so anyway Ooh. Jason says, Amcast, welcome to the Meaning Wave Discord. Did Amcast find the Discord? Yay! He says, hello all, I'm in Discord now. I saw a bunch of, wow, there you go. So yesterday, he didn't even know Discord existed. Today, he's in there. Isn't that magical? Absolutely magical. Venice Beach Dub Club's in the house. Make some noise for the mighty Venice Beach Dub Club. Coming through with the inaugural Super Chat of the night. Thank you, bro. So it's meaning wave for the masses equals world peace. Exactly. That's exactly the case. 
Chad says, I feel like I crushed it today. Chad, if there's every day and you don't crush it, you, that's, I don't believe you. How could a man named Chad do anything other than crush? Spaghetti says, a bad oyster is bad news. Yes, it is. Max says, I'm sorry, having some financial reluctances, never apologize. Unless you really did something terrible. He says, I accept abundance in my subconscious as well as my conscious. Exactly. This is what we were learning about yesterday. We're going to learn a lot more today. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you were here yesterday or not, because this book's structured in such a fashion that you can pick up any chapter. And, uh, and it all makes sense. And it's explained very, very... Um, very well, I would say. It's explained very well. And we're about to go in. <laughs> Meanwhile, just <laughs> had a notification that Ethan Van Skyver is streaming and, uh, and having a big drama beef with, um, with, with Yellow Flash or something. And, uh... I wonder if people will ever get tired of, of drama farming, uh, a drama farming live stream culture. Will, will that ever get old? Or just, is that what people like? Over here, we, we do book clubs. And I'm very excited to go deeper into our book club and book clubs. And uh, let's do an international high five and let's do one with a question today rather than just a straight in. Uh, for those that are here today, um, let me know where you are and what book or sort of book you might like to do in a future uh, Anywave Lo-Fi Live School Lo-Fi Library type situation. Venice Beach Dub Club says save the drama for your mama. Full Killer finished his sketch just in time. Now time to learn from the doctor. That's right. It is time. Almost time. Just as soon as we've internationally high-fived this living shit out of it. That looks nice, doesn't it? Look at that. Aesthetic. Aesthetica. so cool he says and takes it straight off uh, Chad Comstock says you glorious wave rider Spigandy says I just got off the sand playing beach volleyball time to unwind in the dormitorium yes it is Yoga Max says I miss the original monoliths I want to remind everyone that they were epic and badass what do you mean the meaning wave monoliths the meaning wave monoliths is that what you mean meaning wave monoliths amazing those who own meaning wave monoliths truly are blessed own rare beautiful things shit I ain't even got one I mean I got I got one in storage in Texas storage in Texas Paul Killers in Maryland he says I'll just go with the flow of whatever the Don chooses 
for now. Bad Buddha in NSW Australia. I'd like to hear a live lo-fi score and a classic story like Paradise Lost or The Divine Comedy. Maybe even The Iliad or The Epic of Gigamesh. Amazingly, a number of those are on my list. Yoga says, frickity kiri the dome made frickin' monoliths, like real ones. Yeah, that's how we do. That's the sort of thing we do. Yeah, I mean, that's the sort of righteous activity that, uh, you know, meaning wave enjoyers have come to expect around here. And rightfully so. Nothing but the best for my homies. All my homies love discipline. I was still running the virtual camera. Happy that didn't get in the way of things. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, okay, we're about to go in. Before we go in, uh, this broadcast, of course, is brought to you by MeaningWave.com. MeaningWave.com, what with MeaningWave being a side effect of, um, of meaning and all. And when I say that, I actually mean say happiness is a side effect of meaning. Uh, more than music. Meaning Wave. Head on over to MeaningWave.com today and get yourself something nice. Uh, our sale is on for another uh, one hour, one day and four hours of the January sale. And uh, we have some lovely new items over here, of course. Uh, wonderful sorts of things we have. And uh, T-shirts and trousers and, uh, and all manner of things. They're all made in the USA. Incredibly high quality. Uh, wonderful, wonderful stuff. We also have things like digital music bundles, which are very important, considering that they're uh, talking about doing their cyber warfare thing this week, this month, this year. This year, they're preparing all sorts of weird stuff. I told you about the um, uh, the YouTube notification that went out, right, didn't I? Did I tell you about the YouTube notification that went out? They sent to advertisers um, about their new preparedness exercise anyway never mind that the point being is you do want to make sure you have your meaning wave music and digital bundles are a good way of doing that the internet might go down spotify might disappear but if you have digital bundles you can have all that meaning wave saved forever and uh, you should also get vinyl and cds where and while you can similarly we have a support meaning wave thing people message me every day talking about how strange it is that uh, spotify only pays 0.04 cents per stream and they definitely get a lot more value out of meaning wave than that and they would like to support meaning wave you can do so by going to the support page and uh choosing one of these methods you know there are many methods and uh that being said paul killer says i bet akira could live score someone reading the phone book and it would be a nuke i mean is that a challenge? I do like a challenge. In the words of that little sample from that Jocko song. Do you like a challenge? Over here. NBTB FMH. Nothing but the best for my homies. Says Amanda Dances. I like that. That's good. I approve of that. Anyway, 
You already know what time it is. It's this time. Three, two, one. Hi. Ow. Ooh, 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 gosh. Ow. Yow. That is sore today. <laughs> Alright, baby, we're going back in. Steal thy steal thyself. When I say steal thyself, I don't mean you know thieve you. I mean steal thyself. Obviously. Chapter 11 Your subconscious mind as a partner in success Success means successful living A long period of peace, joy and happiness on this plane may be termed success The eternal experience of these qualities is the everlasting life spoken of by Jesus The real things of life such as peace, harmony, integrity security and happiness are intangible. They come from the deep self of man. Meditating on these qualities builds these treasures of heaven in our subconscious. It is where moth and rust do not consume. And where th Alright, we're going to start that again because he was talking too slow. I don't know why he was talking too slow. I got, a, I got an idea why he was talking too slow. But it's alright, we fixed it at the beginning, we're gonna, we're gonna start that again, it's gonna be lovely. Yeah. Chapter 11. Your subconscious mind as a partner in success. Success means successful living. A long period of peace, joy, and happiness on this plane may be termed success. The eternal experience of these qualities is the everlasting life spoken of by Jesus. The real things of life, such as peace, harmony, integrity, security, and happiness are intangible. They come from the deep self of man. Meditating on these qualities builds these treasures of heaven in our subconscious. It is where moth and rust do not consume, and where thieves do not break through and steal. Matthew chapter 6, verse 20. The three steps to success. Let us discuss three steps to success. First step. The first step to success is to find out the thing you love to do, then do it. Success is in loving your work. Although if a man is a psychiatrist, it is not adequate for him to get a diploma and place it on the wall. He must keep up with the times, attend conventions, and continue studying the mind and its workings. The successful psychiatrist visits clinics and reads the latest scientific articles. In other words, he is informed in the most advanced methods of alleviating human suffering. The successful psychiatrist or doctor must have the interest of his patients at heart. Someone may say, how can I put the first step into operation? I do not know what I should do. In such a case, pray for guidance as follows. The infinite intelligence of my subconscious mind 
reveals to me my true place in life. Repeat this prayer quietly, positively, and lovingly to your deeper mind. As you persist with faith and confidence, the answer will come to you as a feeling, a hunch, or a tendency in a certain direction. It will come to you clearly and in peace, and as an inner silent awareness. Second step. The second step to success is to specialize in some particular branch of work and know more about it than anyone else. For example, if a young man chooses chemistry as his profession, he should concentrate on one of the many branches in this field. He should give all of his time and attention to his chosen specialty. He should become sufficiently enthusiastic to try to know all there is available about his field. If possible, he should know more than anyone else. The young man should become ardently interested in his work and should desire to serve the world. He that is greatest among you, let him become your servant. There is a great contrast in this attitude of mind in comparison to that of the man who only wants to make a living or just get by. Getting by is not true success. Man's motive must be greater, nobler, and more altruistic. He must serve others, thereby casting his bread upon the waters. Third step. The third step is the most important one. You must be sure that the thing you want to do does not redound to your success only. Your desire must not be selfish. It must benefit humanity. The path of a complete circuit must be formed. In other words, your idea must go forth with the purpose of blessing or serving the world. It will then come back to you pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If it is to benefit yourself exclusively, the circle or complete circuit is not formed, and you may experience a short circuit in your life, which may consist of limitation or sickness. The measure of true success. Some people may say, but Mr. James made a fortune in selling fraudulent oil stock. A man may seem to succeed for a while, but the money he obtained by fraud usually takes wings and flies away. When we rob from another, we rob from ourselves, because we are in a mood of lack and limitation, which may manifest itself in our body, home life, and affairs. What we think and feel, we create. We create what we believe. Even though a man may have accumulated a fortune fraudulently, he is not successful. There is no success without peace of mind. What good is man's accumulated wealth if he cannot sleep nights, is sick, or has a guilt complex? I knew a man in London who told me of his exploits. He had been a professional pickpocket and had amassed a large amount of money. He had a summer home in France and lived in a royal fashion in England. His story was that he was in constant dread of being arrested by Scotland Yard. He had many inner disorders which were undoubtedly caused by his constant fear and deep-seated guilt complex. He knew he had done wrong. This deep sense of guilt attracted all kinds of trouble to him. Subsequently, he voluntarily surrendered to the police and served a prison sentence. After his release from prison, he sought psychological and spiritual counsel and became transformed. He went to work and became an honest, law-abiding citizen. He found what he loved to do and was happy. A successful person loves his work and expresses himself fully. Success is contingent upon a higher ideal than the mere accumulation of riches. 
The man of success is the man who possesses great psychological and spiritual understanding. Many of the great industrialists today depend upon the correct use of their subconscious minds for their success. There was an article published some years ago about Flagler, an oil magnate. He admitted that the secret of his success was his ability to see a project in its completion. For instance, in his case, he closed his eyes, imagined a big oil industry, saw trains running on tracks, heard whistles blowing, and saw smoke. Having seen and felt the fulfillment of his prayer, his subconscious mind brought about its realization. If you imagine an objective clearly, you will be provided with the necessities, in ways you know not of, through the wonder-working power of your subconscious mind. In considering the three steps to success, you must never forget the underlying power of the creative forces of your subconscious mind. This is the energy in back of all steps in any plan of success. Your thought is creative. Thought fused with feeling becomes a subjective faith or belief. And according to your belief, is it done unto you? Matthew chapter 9 verse 29. A knowledge of a mighty force in you which is capable of bringing to pass all your desires gives you confidence and a sense of peace. Whatever your field of action may be, you should learn the laws of your subconscious mind. When you know how to apply the powers of your mind, and when you are expressing yourself fully and giving of your talents to others, you are on the sure path to true success. If you are about God's business, or any part of it, God, by His very nature, is for you. So who can be against you? With this understanding, there is no power in heaven or on earth to withhold success from you. How he made his dream come true. A movie actor told me that he had very little education, but he had a dream as a boy of becoming a successful movie actor. Out in the field mowing hay, driving the cows home, or even when milking them, he said, I would constantly imagine I saw my name in big lights at a large theater. I kept this up for years, until finally I ran away from home. I got extra jobs in the motion picture field, and the day finally came when I saw my name in great big lights, as I did when I was a boy. Then he added, I know the power of sustained imagination to bring success. His dream pharmacy became a reality. Thirty years ago, I knew a young pharmacist who was receiving $40 a week plus commission on sales. After 25 years, he said to me, I will get a pension and retire. I said to this young man, why don't you own your own store? Get out of this place. Raise your sights. Have a dream for your children. Maybe your son wants to be a doctor. Perhaps your daughter desires to be a great musician. His answer was that he had no money. He began to awaken to the fact that whatever he could conceive as true, he could give conception. The first step toward his goal was his awakening to the powers of his subconscious mind, which I briefly elaborated on for his benefit. His second step was his realization that if he could succeed in conveying an idea to his subconscious mind, the latter would somehow bring it to pass. He began to imagine that he was in his own store. He mentally arranged the bottles, dispensed prescriptions, and imagined several clerks in the store waiting on customers. He also visualized a big bank balance. Mentally, he worked in that imaginary store. Like a good actor, he lived the role. Act as though I am, and I will be. This pharmacist put himself wholeheartedly into the act, 
living, moving, and acting on the assumption that he owned the store. The sequel was interesting. He was discharged from his position. He found new employment with a large chain store, became manager, and later on district manager. He saved enough money in four years to provide a down payment on a drugstore of his own. He called it his dream pharmacy. It was, he said, exactly the store I saw in my imagination. He became a recognized success in his chosen field and was happy doing what he loved to do. Using the subconscious mind in business. Some years ago, I gave a lecture to a group of businessmen on the powers of imagination and the subconscious mind. In this lecture, I pointed out how Goethe used his imagination wisely when confronted with difficulties and predicaments. His biographers point out that he was accustomed to fill many hours quietly holding imaginary conversations. It is well known that his custom was to imagine one of his friends before him in a chair, answering him in the right way. In other words, if he were concerned over any problems, he imagined his friend giving him the right or appropriate answer, accompanied with the usual gestures and tonal qualities of the voice, and he made the entire imaginary scene as real and as vivid as possible. One of the men present at this lecture was a young stockbroker. He proceeded to adopt the technique of Goethe. He began to have mental, imaginary conversations with a multi-millionaire banker friend of his, who used to congratulate him on his wise and sound judgment, and compliment him on his purchase of the right stocks. He used to dramatize this imaginary conversation until he had psychologically fixed it as a form of belief in his mind. This broker's inner talking and controlled imagination certainly agreed with his aim, which was to make sound investments for his clients. His main purpose in life was to make money for his clients and to see them prosper financially by his wise counsel. He is still using his subconscious mind in his business, and he is a brilliant success in his field of endeavor. A boy of 16 years turns failure into success. A young boy who was attending high school said to me, I'm getting very poor grades. My memory is failing. I do not know what is the matter. I discovered that the only thing wrong with this boy was his attitude, which was one of indifference and resentment towards some of his teachers and fellow students. I taught him how to use his subconscious mind and how to succeed in his studies. He began to affirm certain truths several times a day, particularly at night prior to sleep and also in the morning after awakening. These are the best times to impregnate the subconscious mind. He affirmed as follows. I realize that my subconscious mind is a storehouse of memory. It retains everything I read and hear from my teachers. I have a perfect memory, and the infinite intelligence in my subconscious mind constantly reveals to me everything I need to know at all my examinations, whether written or oral. I radiate love and goodwill to all my teachers and fellow students. I sincerely wish for them success and all good things. This young man is now enjoying a greater freedom than he has ever known. He is now receiving all A's. He constantly imagines the teachers and his mother congratulating him on his success in his studies. How to become successful in buying and selling. In buying and selling, remember that your conscious mind is the starter and your subconscious mind is the motor. You must start the motor to enable it to perform its work. 
Your conscious mind is the dynamo that awakens the power of your subconscious mind. The first step in conveying your clarified desire, idea, or image to the deeper mind is to relax, immobilize the attention, get still, and be quiet. This quiet, relaxed, and peaceful attitude of mind prevents extraneous matter and false ideas from interfering with your mental absorption of your ideal. Furthermore, in the quiet, passive, and receptive attitude of mind, effort is reduced to a minimum. The second step is to begin to imagine the reality of that which you desire. For example, you may wish to buy a home, and in your relaxed state of mind, affirm as follows. The infinite intelligence of my subconscious mind is all-wise. It reveals to me now the ideal home, which is central, ideal, is in a lovely environment, meets with all my requirements, and is commensurate with my income. I am now turning this request over to my subconscious mind, and I know it responds according to the nature of my request. I release this request with absolute faith and confidence in the same way that a farmer deposits a seed in the ground, trusting implicitly in the laws of growth. The answer to your prayer may come through an advertisement in the paper, through a friend, or you may be guided directly to a particular home which is exactly what you are seeking. There are many ways by which your prayer may be answered. The principal knowledge in which you may place your confidence is that the answer always comes, provided you trust the working of your deeper mind. You may wish to sell a home, land, or any kind of property. In private consultation with real estate brokers, I have told them of the way I sold my own home on Orlando Avenue in Los Angeles. Many of them have applied the technique I used with remarkable and speedy results. I placed a sign which read for sale by owner in the garden in front of my home. The day after, I said to myself as I was going to sleep, supposing you sold your house, what would you do? I answered my own question and I said I would take the sign down and throw it into the garage. In my imagination, I took hold of the sign, pulled it up from the ground, placed it on my shoulder, went to the garage, threw it on the floor, and said jokingly to the sign, I don't need you anymore. I felt the inner satisfaction of it all, realizing it was finished. The next day, a man gave me a deposit of $1,000 and said to me, take your sign down, we'll go into escrow now. Immediately, I pulled the sign up and took it to the garage. The outer action conformed to the inner. There is nothing new about this. As within, so without. Meaning, according to the image impressed on your subconscious mind, so it is on the objective screen of your life. The outside mirrors the inside. External action follows internal action. Here's another very popular method used in selling homes, land, or any kind of property. Affirm slowly, quietly, and feelingly as follows. Quote, Infinite intelligence attracts to me the buyer for this home who wants it and who prospers in it. This buyer is being sent to me by the creative intelligence of my subconscious mind, which makes no mistakes. This buyer may look at many other homes, but mine is the only one he wants and will buy, because he is guided by the infinite intelligence within him. I know the buyer is right, the time is right, and the price is right. Everything about it is right. The deeper currents of my subconscious mind are now in operation, bringing both of us together in divine order. I know that it is so. Unquote. Remember always that what you are seeking is also seeking you. 
And whenever you want to sell a home or property of any kind, there's always someone who wants what you have to offer. By using the powers of your subconscious mind correctly, you free your mind of all sense of competition and anxiety in buying and selling. How she succeeded in getting what she wanted. There is a young lady who regularly comes to my lectures and classes. She had to change buses three times. It took her one and a half hours each time to come to the lectures. In one lecture, I explained how a young man who needed a car in his work received one. She went home and experimented as outlined in my lecture. Here is her letter in part narrating her application of my method and published by her permission. Dear Dr. Murphy, this is how I received a Cadillac car. I wanted one to come to the lectures regularly. In my imagination, I went through the identical process I would go through if I were actually driving a car. I went to the showroom, and the salesman took me for a ride in one. I also drove it several blocks. I claimed the Cadillac car as my own over and over again. I kept the mental picture of getting into the car, driving it, feeling the upholstery, etc., consistently over two weeks. Last week, I drove to your lectures in a Cadillac. My uncle in Inglewood passed away and left me his Cadillac and his entire estate. A success technique employed by many outstanding executives and businessmen. There are many prominent businessmen who quietly use the abstract term success over and over many times a day until they reach a conviction that success is theirs. They know that the idea of success contains all the essential elements of success. Likewise, you can begin now to repeat the word success to yourself with faith and conviction. Your subconscious mind will accept it as true of you, and you will be under a subconscious compulsion to succeed. You are compelled to express your subjective beliefs, impressions, and convictions. What does success imply to you? You want, undoubtedly, to be successful in your home life and in your relationship with others. You wish to be outstanding in your chosen work or profession. You wish to possess a beautiful home and all the money you need to live comfortably and happily. You want to be successful in your prayer life and in your contact with the powers of your subconscious mind. You are a businessman also because you are in the business of living. Become a successful businessman by imagining yourself doing what you long to do and possessing the things you long to possess. Become imaginative. Mentally participate in the reality of the successful state. Make a habit of it. Go to sleep feeling successful every night and perfectly satisfied, and you will eventually succeed in implanting the idea of success in your subconscious mind. Believe you were born to succeed, and wonders will happen as you pray. Profitable Pointers 1. Success means successful living. When you are peaceful, happy, joyous, and doing what you love to do, you are successful. 2. Find out what you love to do, then do it. If you don't know your true expression, ask for guidance and the lead will come. 3. Specialize in your particular field and try to know more about it than anyone else. 4. A successful man is not selfish. His main desire in life is to serve humanity. 5. There is no true success without peace of mind. 6. A successful man possesses great psychological and spiritual understanding. 7. If you imagine an objective clearly, 
you will be provided with the necessities through the wonder-working power of your subconscious mind. 8. Your thought fused with feeling becomes a subjective belief, and, according to your belief, is it done unto you. 9. The power of sustained imagination draws forth the miracle-working powers of your subconscious mind. 10. If you are seeking promotion in your work, imagine your employer, supervisor, or loved one congratulating you on your promotion. Make the picture vivid and real. Hear the voice, see the gestures, and feel the reality of it all. Continue to do this frequently. And through frequent occupancy of your mind, you will experience the joy of the answered prayer. 11. Your subconscious mind is a storehouse of memory. For perfect memory, affirm frequently, the infinite intelligence of my subconscious mind reveals to me everything I need to know at all times, everywhere. 12. If you wish to sell a home or property of any kind, affirm slowly, quietly, and feelingly as follows. Infinite intelligence attracts me to the buyer for this house or property, who wants it, and who prospers in it. Sustain this awareness, and the deeper currents of your subconscious mind will bring it to pass. 13. The idea of success contains all the elements of success. Repeat the word success to yourself frequently with faith and conviction, and you will be under a subconscious compulsion to succeed. Chapter 12. Scientists use the subconscious mind. Many scientists realize the true importance of the subconscious mind. Edison, Marconi, Kettering, Poincare, Einstein, and many others have used the subconscious mind. It has given them the insight and the know-how for all the great achievements in modern science and industry. Research has shown that the ability to bring into action the subconscious power has determined the success of all the great scientific and research workers. An instance of how a famous chemist, Friedrich von Stratonitz, used his subconscious mind to solve his problems is as follows. He had been working laboriously for a long time trying to rearrange the six carbon and the six hydrogen atoms of the benzene formula, and he was constantly perplexed and unable to solve the matter. Tired and exhausted, he turned the request over completely to his subconscious mind. Shortly afterward, as he was about to board a London bus, his subconscious presented his conscious mind with a sudden flash of a snake biting its own tail and turning around like a pinwheel. This answer, from his subconscious mind, gave him the long-sought answer of the circular rearrangement of the atoms that is known as the benzene ring. How a distinguished scientist brought forth his inventions. Nikola Tesla was a brilliant electrical scientist who brought forth the most amazing innovations. When an idea for a new invention came into his mind, he would build it up in his imagination, knowing that his subconscious mind would reconstruct and reveal to his conscious mind all the parts needed for its manufacture in concrete form. Through quietly contemplating every possible improvement, he spent no time in correcting defects and was able to give the technicians the perfect product of his mind. He said, Invariably, my device works as I imagined it should. In 20 years, there has not been a single exception. How a famous naturalist solved his problem. Professor Agassiz, a distinguished American naturalist, discovered the indefatigable activities of his subconscious mind while he slept. The following has been reported by his widow in her biography of her famous husband. 
He had been for two weeks striving to decipher the somewhat obscure impression of a fossil fish on the stone slab in which it was preserved. Weary and perplexed, he put his work aside at last and tried to dismiss it from his mind. Shortly after, he waked one night, persuaded that while asleep, he had seen his fish with all the missing features perfectly restored. But when he tried to hold and make fast the image, it escaped him. Nevertheless, he went early to the Jardin des Plantes, thinking that on looking anew at the impression, he should see something which would put him on the track of his vision. In vain, the blurred record was as black as ever. The next night, he saw the fish again, but with no more satisfactory result. When he awoke, it disappeared from his memory as before. Hoping that the same experience might be repeated, on the third night, he placed a pencil and paper beside his bed before going to sleep. Accordingly, toward morning, the fish reappeared in his dream, confusedly at first, but at last, with such distinctness that he had no longer any doubt as to its zoological characters. Still half-dreaming, in perfect darkness, he traced these characters on the sheet of paper at the bedside. In the morning, he was surprised to see in his nocturnal sketch features which he thought it impossible the fossil itself should reveal. He hastened to the Jardin des Plantes and, with his drawing as a guide, succeeded in chiseling away the surface of the stone under which portions of the fish proved to be hidden. When wholly exposed, it corresponded with his dream and his drawing, and he succeeded in classifying it with ease. An outstanding physician solved the problem of diabetes. Some years ago, I received a clipping from a magazine describing the origin of the discovery of insulin. This is the essence of the article as I recall it. About 40 years ago or more, Dr. Frederick Bantick, a brilliant Canadian physician and surgeon, was concentrating his attention on the ravages of diabetes. At that time, medical science offered no effective method of arresting the disease. Dr. Banting spent considerable time experimenting and studying the international literature on the subject. One night, he was exhausted and fell asleep. While asleep, his subconscious mind instructed him to extract the residue from the degenerated pancreatic duct of dogs. This was the origin of insulin, which has helped millions of people. You will note that Dr. Banting had been consciously dwelling on the problem for some time, seeking a solution, a way out, and his subconscious responded accordingly. It does not follow that you will always get an answer overnight. The answer may not come for some time. Do not be discouraged. Keep on turning the problem over every night to the subconscious mind prior to sleep, as if you had never done it before. One of the reasons for the delay may be that you look upon it as a major problem. You may believe it will take a long time to solve it. Your subconscious mind is timeless and spaceless. Go to sleep believing you have the answer now. Do not postulate the answer in the future. Have an abiding faith in the outcome. Become convinced now as you read this book that there is an answer and a perfect solution for you. How a famous scientist and physicist escaped from a Russian concentration camp. Dr. Lothar von Blank Schmidt, a member of the Rocket Society and an outstanding research electronic engineer, gives the following condensed summary of how he used his subconscious mind to free himself from certain death at the hands of brutal guards in a Russian prison camp coal mine. He states as follows. I was a prisoner of war in a coal mine in Russia, and I saw men dying all around me in that prison compound. 
We were watched over by brutal guards, arrogant officers, and sharp, fast-thinking commissars. After a short medical checkup, a quota of coal was assigned to each person. My quota was 300 pounds per day. In case any man did not fill his quota, his small food ration was cut down, and in a short time, he was resting in the cemetery. I started concentrating on my escape. I knew that my subconscious mind would somehow find a way. My home in Germany was destroyed, my family wiped out. All my friends and former associates were either killed in the war or were in concentration camps. I said to my subconscious mind, I want to go to Los Angeles, and you will find the way. I had seen pictures of Los Angeles, and I remembered some of the boulevards very well, as well as some of the buildings. Every day and night, I would imagine I was walking down Wilshire Boulevard with an American girl whom I met in Berlin prior to the war. She is now my wife. In my imagination, we would visit the stores, ride buses, and eat in the restaurants. Every night, I made it a special point to drive my imaginary American automobile up and down the boulevards of Los Angeles. I made all this vivid and real. These pictures in my mind were as real and as natural to me as one of the trees outside the prison camp. Every morning, the chief guard would count the prisoners as they were lined up. He would call out, one, two, three, etc. And when 17 was called out, which was my number in sequence, I stepped aside. In the meantime, the guard was called away for a minute or so, and on his return, he started my mistake on the next man as 17. When the crew returned in the evening, the number of men was the same, and I was not missed, and the discovery would take a long time. I walked out of the camp undetected, and kept walking for 24 hours, resting in a deserted town the next day. I was able to live by fishing and killing some wildlife. I found coal trains going to Poland and traveled on them by night, until finally I reached Poland. With the help of friends, I made my way to Lucerne, Switzerland. One evening at the Palace Hotel Lucerne, I had a talk with a man and his wife from the United States of America. This man asked me if I would care to be a guest at his home in Santa Monica, California. I accepted, and when I arrived in Los Angeles, I found that their chauffeur drove me along Wilshire Boulevard and many other boulevards which I had imagined so vividly in the long months in the Russian coal mines. I recognized the buildings which I had seen in my mind so often. It actually seemed as if I had been in Los Angeles before. I had reached my goal. I will never cease to marvel at the wonders of the subconscious mind. Truly, it has ways we know not of. How Archaeologists and Paleontologists Reconstruct Ancient Scenes These scientists know that their subconscious mind has a memory of everything that has ever transpired. As they study the ancient ruins and fossils through their imaginative perception, their subconscious mind aids them in reconstructing the ancient scenes. The dead past becomes alive and audible once more. Looking at these ancient temples and studying the pottery, statuary, tools, and household utensils of these ancient times, the scientist tells us of an age when there was no language. Communication was done by grunts, groans, and signs. The keen concentration and disciplined imagination of the scientist awakens the latent powers of his subconscious mind, enabling him to clothe the ancient temples with roofs and surround them with gardens, pools, and fountains. The fossil remains are clothed with eyes, sinews, and muscles, and they again walk and talk. The past becomes the living present, 
And we find that in mind, there is no time or space. Through disciplined, controlled, and directed imagination, you can be a companion of the most scientific and inspired thinkers of all time. How to receive guidance from your subconscious. When you have what you term a difficult decision to make, or when you fail to see the solution to your problem, begin at once to think constructively about it. If you are fearful and worried, you are not really thinking. True thinking is free from fear. Here is a simple technique you can use to receive guidance on any subject. Quiet the mind and still the body. Tell the body to relax. It has to obey you. It has no volition, initiative, or self-conscious intelligence. Your body is an emotional disc which records your beliefs and impressions. Mobilize your attention. Focus your thought on the solution to your problem. Try to solve it with your conscious mind. Think how happy you would be about the perfect solution. Sense the feeling you would have if the perfect answer were yours now. Let your mind play with this mood in a relaxed way, then drop off to sleep. When you awaken and you do not have the answer, get busy about something else. Probably when you are preoccupied with something else, the answer will come into your mind like toast pops out of a toaster. In receiving guidance from the subconscious mind, the simple way is the best. This is an illustration. I once lost a valuable ring, which was an heirloom. I looked everywhere for it and could not locate it. At night, I talked to my subconscious in the same manner that I would talk to anyone. I said to it prior to dropping off to sleep, You know all things, you know where that ring is, and you now reveal to me where it is. In the morning, I awoke suddenly with the words ringing in my ear, Ask Robert! I thought it very strange that I should ask Robert, a young boy about nine years of age. However, I followed the inner voice of intuition. Robert said, Oh yes, I picked it up in the yard while I was playing with the boys. I placed it on the desk in my room. I did not think it worth anything, so I did not say anything about it. The subconscious mind will always answer you if you trust it. His subconscious revealed the location of his father's will. A young man who attends my lectures had this experience. His father died and apparently left no will. However, this man's sister told him that their father had confided to her that a will had been executed which was fair to all. Every attempt to locate the will failed. Prior to sleep, he talked to his deeper mind as follows. I now turn this request over to the subconscious mind. It knows just where that will is and reveals it to me. Then he condensed his request down to one word, answer, repeating it over and over again as a lullaby. He lulled himself to sleep with the word, answer. The next morning, this young man had an overpowering hunch to go to a certain bank in Los Angeles, where he found a safe deposit vault registered in the name of his father, the contents of which solved all his problems. Your thought, as you go to sleep, arouses the powerful latency which is within you. For example, let us suppose you are wondering whether to sell your home, buy a certain stock, sever partnership, move to New York, or stay in Los Angeles, dissolve the present contract, or take a new one. Do this. Sit quietly in your armchair or at the desk in your office. Remember that there is a universal law of action and reaction. The action is your thought. The reaction is the response from your subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is reactive and reflexive. This is its nature. It rebounds, rewards, and repays. It is the law of correspondence. 
it responds by corresponding. As you contemplate right action, you will automatically experience a reaction or response in yourself, which represents the guidance or answer of your subconscious mind. In seeking guidance, you simply think quietly about right action, which means that you are using the infinite intelligence resident in the subconscious mind to the point where it begins to use you. From there on, your course of action is directed and controlled by the subjective wisdom within you, which is all-wise and omnipotent. Your decision will be right. There will only be right action because you are under a subjective compulsion to do the right thing. I use the word compulsion because the law of the subconscious is compulsion. The Secret of Guidance The secret of guidance or right action is to mentally devote yourself to the right answer until you find its response in you. The response is a feeling, an inner awareness, an overpowering hunch whereby you know that you know. You have used the power to the point where it begins to use you. You cannot possibly fail or make one false step while operating under the subjective wisdom within you. You will find that all your ways are pleasantness and all your paths are peace. Highlights to recall. 1. Remember that the subconscious mind has determined the success and wonderful achievements of all great scientific workers. 2. By giving your conscious attention and devotion to the solution of a perplexing problem, your subconscious mind gathers all the necessary information and presents it full-blown to the conscious mind. 3. If you are wondering about the answer to a problem, try to solve it objectively. Get all the information you can from research and also from others. If no answer comes, turn it over to your subconscious mind prior to sleep, and the answer always comes. It never fails. 4. You do not always get the answer overnight. Keep on turning your request over to your subconscious until the day breaks and the shadows flee away. 5. You delay the answer by thinking it will take a long time or that it is a major problem. Your subconscious has no problem. It knows only the answer. 6. Believe that you have the answer now. Feel the joy of the answer and the way you would feel if you had the perfect answer. Your subconscious will respond to your feeling. 7. Any mental picture backed by faith and perseverance will come to pass through the miracle-working power of your subconscious. Trust it, believe in its power, and wonders will happen as you pray. 8. Your subconscious is the storehouse of memory, and within your subconscious are recorded all your experiences since childhood. 9. Scientists meditating on ancient scrolls, temples, fossils, etc. are able to reconstruct scenes of the past and make them alive today. Their subconscious mind comes to their aid. 10. Turn over your request for a solution to your subconscious prior to sleep. Trust it and believe in it, and the answer will come. It knows all and sees all, but you must not doubt or question its powers. 11. The action is your thought and the reaction is the response of your subconscious mind. If your thoughts are wise, your actions and decisions will be wise. 12. Guidance comes as a feeling, an inner awareness, an overpowering hunch whereby you know that you know. It is an inner sense of touch. Follow it. Chapter 13. Your Subconscious and the Wonders of Sleep you spend about 8 out of every 24 hours or one-third of your entire life in sleep. This is an inexorable law of life. 
This also applies to the animal and vegetable kingdoms. Sleep is a divine law, and many answers to our problems come to us when we are sound asleep upon the bed. Many people have advocated the theory that you get tired during the day, that you go to sleep to rest the body, and that a reparative process takes place while you sleep. Nothing rests in sleep. Your heart, lungs, and all your vital organs function while you are asleep. If you eat prior to sleep, the food is digested and assimilated. Also, your skin secretes perspiration, and your nails and hair continue to grow. Your subconscious mind never rests or sleeps. It is always active, controlling all your vital forces. The healing process takes place more rapidly while you are asleep, as there is no interference from your conscious mind. Remarkable answers are given to you while you are asleep. Why we sleep? Dr. John Bigelow, a famous research authority on sleep, demonstrated that at night, while asleep, you receive impressions showing that the nerves of the eyes, ears, nose, and taste buds are active during sleep, and also that the nerves of your brain are quite active. He says that the main reason we sleep is because quote. The nobler part of the soul is united by abstraction to our higher nature, and becomes a participant in the wisdom and foreknowledge of the gods. Unquote. Dr. Bigelow states also, quote, "The results of my studies have not only strengthened my convictions that the supposed exemption from customary toils and activities was not the final purpose of sleep, but have also made clearer to my mind the conviction that no part of a man's life." Deserves to be considered more indispensable to its symmetrical and perfect spiritual development than the while he is separated from the phenomenal world of sleep. Unquote. Prayer, a form of sleep. Your conscious mind gets involved with vexations, strife, and contentions of the day, and it is very necessary to withdraw periodically from sense evidence and the objective world, and commune silently with the inner wisdom of your subconscious mind. By claiming guidance, strength, and greater intelligence in all phases of your life, you will be enabled to overcome all difficulties and solve your daily problems. This regular withdrawal from sense evidence and the noise and confusion of everyday living is also a form of sleep. For example, you become asleep to the world of the senses and alive to the wisdom and power of your subconscious mind. Startling effects of sleep deprivation. Lack of sleep can cause you to become irritable, moody, and depressed. Dr. George Stevenson of the National Association of Mental Health says, quote, "I believe it can safely be said that all human beings need a minimum of six hours sleep to be healthy. Most people need more. Those who think they can get along on less are fooling themselves." Unquote. Medical research scholars investigating sleep processes and deprivation of sleep. Point out that severe insomnia has preceded psychotic breakdown in some instances. Remember, you are spiritually recharged during sleep, and adequate sleep is essential to produce joy and vitality in life. You need more sleep. Robert O'Brien, in an article "Maybe You Need More Sleep" in an issue of the Reader's Digest, reports the following experiment on sleep. Quote. For the last three years, experiments have been in progress at the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research in Washington, D.C. Subjects, more than 100 military and civilian volunteers, have been kept awake for as long as four days. Thousands of tests have measured the effects on their behavior and personality. 
Results of these tests have given scientists astonishingly new insights into the mysteries of sleep. They now know that the tired brain apparently craves sleep so hungrily that it will sacrifice anything to get it. After only a few hours of sleep loss, fleeting stolen naps, called lapses, or micro-sleep, occurred at the rate of three or four an hour. As in real sleep, eyelids drooped, heartbeat slowed. Each lapse lasted just a fraction of a second. Sometimes the lapses were periods of blankness. Sometimes they were filled with images, wisps of dreams. As hours of sleep loss mounted, the lapses took place more often and lasted longer, perhaps two or three seconds. Even if the subjects had been piloting an airliner in a thunderstorm, they still couldn't have resisted micro-sleeps for those few priceless seconds. And it can happen to you, as many who have fallen asleep at the wheel of a car can testify. Another startling effect of sleep deprivation was its attack on human memory and perception. Many sleep-deprived subjects were unable to retain information long enough to relate it to the task they were supposed to perform. They were totally befuddled in situations requiring them to hold several factors in mind and act on them. As a pilot must when he skillfully integrates wind direction, airspeed, altitude, and glide path to make a safe landing. Unquote. Sleep brings counsel. A young lady in Los Angeles who listens to my morning radio talks told me that she had been offered a lucrative position in New York City at twice her present salary. She was wondering whether to accept or not and prayed prior to sleep as follows. The creative intelligence of my subconscious mind knows what is best for me. Its tendency is always lifeward, and it reveals to me the right decision which blesses me and all concerned. I give thanks for the answer which I know will come to me. She repeated this simple prayer over and over again as a lullaby prior to sleep, and in the morning she had a persistent feeling that she should not accept the offer. She rejected the offer, and subsequent events verified her inward sense of knowing, because the company went bankrupt in a few months following their offer of employment to her. The conscious mind may be correct on the facts objectively known, but the intuitive faculty of her subconscious mind saw the failure of the concern in question and prompted her accordingly. Saved from certain disaster. I will illustrate how the wisdom of your subconscious mind can instruct you and protect you relative to your request for right action as you go to sleep. Many years ago, before the Second World War, I was offered a very lucrative assignment in the Orient, and I prayed for guidance and the right decision as follows. Infinite intelligence within me knows all things, and the right decision is revealed to me in divine order. I will recognize the answer when it comes. I repeated this simple prayer over and over again as a lullaby prior to sleep, and in a dream came the vivid realization of things to come three years hence. An old friend appeared in the dream and said, Read these headlines. Don't go. The headlines of the newspaper which appeared in the dream related to war and the attack on Pearl Harbor. Occasionally, the writer dreams literally. The aforementioned dream was undoubtedly a dramatization of the subconscious mind, which projected a person whom I trusted and respected. To some, a warning may come in the form of a mother who appears in a dream. She tells the person not to go here or there, and the reason for the warning. Your subconscious mind is all-wise. It knows all things. Oftentimes, it will speak to you only in a voice that your conscious mind will immediately accept as true. 
Sometimes, your subconscious will warn you in a voice which sounds like that of your mother or some loved one, which may cause you to stop on the street. And you find, if you had gone another foot, a falling object from a window might have struck you on the head. My subconscious mind is one with the universal subconscious, and it knew the Japanese were planning a war, and it also knew when the war would start. Dr. Rhein, director of the Department of Psychology at Duke University, has gathered together a vast amount of evidence showing that a great number of people all over the world see events before they happen, and in many instances are, therefore, able to avoid the tragic event which was foreseen vividly in a dream. The dream which I had showed clearly the headlines in the New York Times about three years prior to the tragedy of Pearl Harbor. In consequence of this dream, I immediately canceled the trip as I felt a subconscious compulsion to do so. Three years later, the Second World War proved the truth of the inner voice of intuition. Your future is in your subconscious mind. Remember that the future, the result of your habitual thinking, is already in your mind, except when you change it through prayer. The future of a country, likewise, is in the collective subconscious of the people of that nation. There's nothing strange in the dream I had, wherein I saw the headlines of the New York newspapers long before the war began. The war had already taken place in my mind, and all the plans of attack were already engraved on that great recording instrument, the subconscious mind, or collective unconscious of the universal mind. Tomorrow's events are in your subconscious mind. So are next week's and next month's, and they may be seen by a highly psychic or clairvoyant person. No disaster or tragedy can happen to you if you decide to pray. Nothing is predetermined or foreordained. Your mental attitude, for example, the way you think, feel, and believe, determines your destiny. You can, through scientific prayer, which is explained in a previous chapter, mold, fashion, and create your own future. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. A catnap nets him $15,000. One of my students mailed me a newspaper clipping three or four years ago about a man called Ray Hammerstrom. A roller at the steelworks in Pittsburgh, operated by Jones and Laughlin Steel Corporation, he received fifteen thousand dollars for his dream. According to the article, the engineers could not fix a faulty switch in a newly installed bar mill, which controlled the delivery of straight bars to the cooling beds. The engineers worked on the switch about eleven or twelve times to no avail. Hammerstrom thought a lot about the problem and tried to figure out a new design which might work. Nothing worked. One afternoon, he lay down for a nap, and prior to sleep, he began to think about the answer to the switch problem. He had a dream in which a perfect design for the switch was portrayed. When he awoke, he sketched his new design according to the outline of his dream. This visionary catnap won Hammerstrom a check for fifteen thousand dollars, the largest award the firm ever gave an employee for a new idea. How a famous professor solved his problem in sleep. Dr. H. V. Helprecht, professor of Assyrian at the University of Pennsylvania, wrote as follows: Quote, "One Saturday evening, I had been wearying myself in the vain attempt to decipher two small fragments of agate, which were supposed to belong to the finger rings of some Babylonians. About midnight, weary and exhausted, I went to bed and dreamed the following remarkable dream: 
A tall, thin priest of Nippur, about forty years of age, led me to the treasure chamber of the temple, a small, low-ceilinged room without windows. While scraps of agate and lapis lazuli lay scattered on the floor, here he addressed me as follows: "The two fragments, which you have published separately on pages twenty-two and twenty-six, belong together, and are not finger rings. The first two rings served as earrings for the statue of the god." Two fragments you have are the portions of them. If you will put them together, you will have confirmation of my words. I awoke at once, examined the fragments, and to my astonishment, found the dream verified. The problem was then at last solved. Unquote. This demonstrates clearly the creative manifestation of his subconscious mind, which knew the answer to all his problems. How the subconscious worked for a famous writer while he slept. Robert Louis Stevenson, in one of his books *Across the Plains*, devotes a whole chapter to dreams. He was a vivid dreamer and had the persistent habit of giving specific instructions to his subconscious every night prior to sleep. He would request his subconscious to evolve stories for him while he slept. For example, if Stevenson's funds were at a low ebb. His command to his subconscious would be something like this: "Give me a good, thrilling novel which will be marketable and profitable." His subconscious responded magnificently. Stevenson says these little brownies, the intelligences and powers of his subconscious, can tell me a story piece by piece, like a serial, and keep me, its supposed creator, all the while in total ignorance of where they aim. And he added, "That part of my work." Which is done when I am up and about, while he is consciously aware and awake, is by no means necessarily mine, since all goes to show that the brownies have a hand in it. Even then, sleep in peace and wake in joy. To those who suffer from insomnia, you will find the following prayer very effective. Repeat it slowly, quietly, and lovingly prior to sleep. My toes are relaxed. My ankles are relaxed. My abdominal muscles are relaxed. My heart and lungs are relaxed. My hands and arms are relaxed. My neck is relaxed. My brain is relaxed. My face is relaxed. My eyes are relaxed. My whole mind and body are relaxed. I fully and freely forgive everyone, and I sincerely wish for them harmony, health, peace, and all the blessings of life. I am at peace. I am poised, serene, and calm. I rest in security and in peace. A great stillness steals over me, and a great calm quiets my whole being as I realize the divine presence within me. I know that the realization of life and love heals me. I wrap myself in the mantle of love and fall asleep filled with goodwill for all. Throughout the night, peace remains with me. And in the morning, I shall be filled with life and love. A circle of love is drawn around me. I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. I sleep in peace. I awake in joy, and in Him I live, move, and have my being. Summary of your aids to the wonders of sleep. One, if you are worried that you will not wake up on time, suggest to your subconscious mind prior to sleep. The exact time you wish to arise, and it will awaken you. It needs no clock. Do the same thing with all problems. There is nothing too hard for your subconscious. Two, 
Your subconscious never sleeps. It is always on the job. It controls all your vital functions. Forgive yourself and everyone else before you go to sleep. And healing will take place much more rapidly. 3. Guidance is given you while you are asleep, sometimes in a dream. The healing currents are also released, and in the morning, you feel refreshed and rejuvenated. 4. When troubled by the vexations and strife of the day, still the wheels of your mind and think about the wisdom and intelligence lodged in your subconscious mind, which is ready to respond to you. This will give you peace, strength, and confidence. 5. Sleep is essential for peace of mind and health of body. Lack of sleep can cause irritation, depression, and mental disorders. You need 8 hours sleep. 6. Medical research scholars point out that insomnia precedes psychotic breakdowns. 7. You are spiritually recharged during sleep. Adequate sleep is essential for joy and vitality in life. 8. Your tired brain craves sleep so hungrily that it will sacrifice anything to get it. Many who have fallen asleep at the wheel of an automobile can testify to this. 9. Many sleep-deprived people have poor memories and lack proper coordination. They become befuddled, confused, and disoriented. 10. Sleep brings counsel. Prior to sleep, claim that the infinite intelligence of your subconscious mind is guiding and directing you. Then, watch for the lead which comes, perhaps on awakening. 11. Trust your subconscious completely. Know that its tendency is always lifeward. Occasionally, your subconscious answers you in a very vivid dream and a vision in the night. You can be forewarned in a dream in the same way as the author of this book was warned. 12. Your future is in your mind now, based on your habitual thinking and beliefs. Claiming infinite intelligence leads and guides you, and that all good is yours, and your future will be wonderful. Believe it and accept it. Expect the best and invariably the best will come to you. 13. If you are writing a novel, play, or book, or are working on an invention, speak to your subconscious mind at night and claim boldly that its wisdom, intelligence, and power are guiding, directing, and revealing to you the ideal play, novel, book, or revealing the perfect solution, whatever it may be. Wonders will happen as you pray this way. Chapter 14 Your Subconscious Mind and Marital Problems Ignorance of the functions and powers of the mind is the cause of all marital trouble. Friction between husband and wife can be solved by each using the law of mind correctly. By praying together, they stay together. The contemplation of divine ideals, the study of the laws of life, the mutual agreement on a common purpose and plan, and the enjoyment of personal freedom bring about that harmonious marriage, that wedded bliss, that sense of oneness where the two become one. The best time to prevent divorce is before marriage. It is not wrong to try to get out of a very bad situation. But why get into the bad situation in the first place? Would it not be better to give attention to the real cause of marital problems? In other words, to really get at the root of the matter involved? As with all other problems of men and women, the problems of divorce, separation, annulment, and endless litigation are directly traceable to lack of knowledge of the working and interrelationship of the conscious and subconscious mind. The Meaning of Marriage 
Marriage to be real must first be on a spiritual basis. It must be of the heart, and the heart is the chalice of love. Honesty, sincerity, kindness, and integrity are also forms of love. Each partner should be perfectly honest and sincere with the other. It is not a true marriage when a man marries a woman for her money, social position, or to lift his ego, because this indicates a lack of sincerity, honesty, and true love. Such a marriage is a farce, a sham, and a masquerade. When a woman says, I am tired working, I want to get married because I want security. Her premise is false. She is not using the laws of mind correctly. Her security depends on her knowledge of the interaction of the conscious and subconscious mind and its application. For example, a woman will never lack for wealth or health if she applies the techniques outlined in the respective chapters of this book. Her wealth can come to her independent of her husband, father, or anyone else. A woman is not dependent on her husband for health, peace, joy, inspiration, guidance, love, wealth, security, happiness, or anything in the world. Her security and peace of mind come from her knowledge of the inner powers within her and from the constant use of the laws of her own mind in a constructive fashion. How to attract the ideal husband? You are now acquainted with the way your subconscious mind works. You know that whatever you impress upon it, it will be experienced in your world. Begin now to impress your subconscious mind with the qualities and characteristics you desire in a man. The following is an excellent technique. Sit down at night in your armchair, close your eyes, let go, relax the body, become very quiet, passive, and receptive. Talk to your subconscious mind and say to it, I am now attracting a man into my experience who is honest, sincere, loyal, faithful, peaceful, happy, and prosperous. These qualities which I admire are sinking down into my subconscious mind now. As I dwell upon these characteristics, they become a part of me and are embodied subconsciously. I know there is an irresistible law of attraction and that I attract to me a man according to my subconscious belief. I attract that which I feel to be true in my subconscious mind. I know I can contribute to his peace and happiness. He loves my ideals and I love his ideals. He does not want to make me over, neither do I want to make him over. There is mutual love, freedom, and respect. Practice this process of impregnating your subconscious mind. Then you will have the joy of attracting to you a man possessing the qualities and characteristics you mentally dwelt upon. Your subconscious intelligence will open up a pathway whereby both of you will meet according to the irresistible and changeless flow of your own subconscious mind. Have a keen desire to give the best that is in you of love, devotion, and cooperation. Be receptive to this gift of love, which you have given to your subconscious mind. How to attract the ideal wife? Affirm as follows. I now attract the right woman who is in complete accord with me. This is a spiritual union because it is divine love functioning through the personality of someone with whom I blend perfectly. I know I can give to this woman love, light, peace, and joy. I feel and believe I can make this woman's life full, complete, and wonderful. I now decree that she possesses the following qualities and attributes. She is spiritual, loyal, faithful, and true. She is harmonious, peaceful, and happy. 
We are irresistibly attracted to each other. Only that which belongs to love, truth, and beauty can enter my experience. I accept my ideal companion now. As you think quietly and with interest on the qualities and attributes which you admire in the companion you seek, you will build the mental equivalent into your mentality. Then, the deeper currents of your subconscious mind will bring both of you together in divine order. No need for third mistake. Recently, a teacher said to me, I have had three husbands, and all three have been passive, submissive, and dependent on me to make all decisions and govern everything. Why do I attract such type men? I asked her whether she had known that her second husband was the effeminate type, and she replied, Of course not, I would not have married him. Apparently, she had not learned anything from the first mistake. The trouble was with her own personality makeup. She was very masculine, domineering, and unconsciously wanted someone who would be submissive and passive so that she could play the dominant role. All this was unconscious motivation, and her subconscious picture attracted to her what she subjectively wanted. She had to learn to break the pattern by adopting the right prayer process. How she broke the negative pattern. The above-mentioned woman learned a simple truth. When you believe you can have the type of man you idealize, it is done unto you as you believe. The following is the specific prayer she used to break the old subconscious pattern and attract to her the ideal mate. I am building into my mentality the type of man I deeply desire. The man I attract for a husband is strong, powerful, loving, very masculine, successful, honest, loyal, and faithful. He finds love and happiness with me. I love to follow where he leads. I know he wants me, and I want him. I am honest, sincere, loving, and kind. I have wonderful gifts to offer him. They are goodwill, a joyous heart, and a healthy body. He offers me the same. It is mutual. I give and I receive. Divine intelligence knows where this man is, and the deeper wisdom of my subconscious mind is now bringing both of us together in its own way. And we recognize each other immediately. I release this request to my subconscious mind, which knows how to bring my request to pass. I give thanks for the perfect answer. She prayed in the above manner night and morning, affirming these truths and knowing that through frequent occupation of the mind, she would reach the mental equivalent of that which she sought. The answer to her prayer Several months went by. She had a great number of dates and social engagements, none of which was agreeable to her. When she was about to question, waver, doubt, and vacillate, she reminded herself that the infinite intelligence was bringing it to pass in its own way and that there was nothing to be concerned about. Her final decree in her divorce proceedings was granted, which brought her a great sense of release and mental freedom. Shortly afterward, she went to work as a receptionist in a doctor's office. She told me that the minute she saw the physician, she knew he was the man she was praying about. Apparently, he knew it too, because he proposed to her the first week she was in the office, and their subsequent marriage was ideally happy. This physician was not the passive or submissive type, but was a real man, a former football player, an outstanding athlete, and was a deeply spiritual man though he was completely devoid of any sectarian or denominational affiliation. She got what she prayed for, because she claimed it mentally until she reached the point of saturation. 
In other words, she mentally and emotionally united with her idea, and it became a part of her in the same way that an apple becomes a part of her bloodstream. Should I get a divorce? Divorce is an individual problem. It cannot be generalized. In some cases, of course, there never should have been a marriage. In some cases, divorce is not the solution. No more so than marriage is the solution for a lonely man. Divorce may be right for one person and wrong for another. A divorced woman may be far more sincere and noble than many of her married sisters who perhaps are living a lie. For example, I once talked with a woman whose husband was a dope fiend, an ex-convict, a wife beater, and a non-provider. She had been told it was wrong to get a divorce. I explained to her that marriage is of the heart. If two hearts blend harmoniously, lovingly, and sincerely, that is the ideal marriage. The pure action of the heart is love. Following this explanation, she knew what to do. She knew in her heart that there is no divine law which compelled her to be browbeaten, intimidated, and beaten because someone said, "I pronounce you man and wife." If you are in doubt as to what to do, ask for guidance. Knowing that there is always an answer, and you will receive it. Follow the lead that comes to you in the silence of your soul. It speaks to you in peace. Drifting into divorce. Recently, a young couple, married for only a few months, were seeking a divorce. I discovered that the young man had a constant fear that his wife would leave him. He expected rejection, and he believed that she would be unfaithful. These thoughts haunted his mind and became an obsession with him. His mental attitude was one of separation and suspicion. She felt unresponsive to him. It was his own feeling or atmosphere of loss and separation operating through them. This brought about a condition or action in accordance with the mental pattern behind it. There is a law of action and reaction, or cause and effect. The thought is the action, and the response of the subconscious mind is the reaction. His wife left home and asked for. Divorce, which is what he feared and believed she would do. Divorce begins in the mind. Divorce takes place first in the mind. The legal proceedings follow after. These two young people were full of resentment, fear, suspicion, and anger. These attitudes weaken, exhaust, and debilitate the whole being. They learn that hate divides and that love unites. They began to realize what they had been doing with their minds. Neither one of them knew the law of mental action, and they were misusing their minds and bringing on chaos and misery. These two people went back together at my suggestion and experimented with prayer therapy. They began to radiate love, peace, and goodwill to each other. Each one practiced radiating harmony, health, peace, and love to the other, and they alternated in the reading of the Psalms every night. Their marriage is growing more beautiful every day. The nagging wife. Many times, the reason the wife nags is because she gets no attention. Oftentimes, it is a craving for love and affection. Give your wife attention and show your appreciation. Praise and exalt all her many good points. There is also the nagging type of woman who wants to make the man conform to her particular pattern. This is about the quickest way in the world to get rid of a man. The wife and the husband must cease being scavengers, always looking at the petty faults or errors in each other. Let each give attention and praise for the constructive and wonderful qualities in the other. The brooding husband. If a man begins to brood, grows morbid against his wife because of the things she said or did, 
He is, psychologically speaking, committing adultery. One of the meanings of adultery is idolatry. For example, giving attention to or uniting mentally with that which is negative and destructive. When a man is silently resenting his wife and is full of hostility toward her, he is unfaithful. He is not faithful to his marriage vows, which are to love, cherish, and honor her all the days of his life. The man who is brooding, bitter, and resentful can swallow his sharp remarks, abate his anger, and he can go to great lengths to be considerate, kind, and courteous. He can deftly skirt the differences. Through praise and mental effort, he can get out of the habit of antagonism. Then, he will be able to get along better, not only with his wife, but with business associates also. Assume the harmonious state, and eventually, you will find peace and harmony. The Great Mistake A great mistake is to discuss your marital problems or difficulties with neighbors and relatives. Suppose, for example, a wife says to the neighbor, John never gives me any money. He treats my mother abominably, drinks to excess, and is constantly abusive and insulting. Now, this wife is degrading and belittling her husband in the eyes of all the neighbors and relatives. He no longer appears as the ideal husband to them. Never discuss your marital problems with anyone except the trained counselor. Why cause numerous people to think negatively of your marriage? Moreover, as you discuss and dwell upon the shortcomings of your husband, you are actually creating these states within yourself. Who is thinking and feeling it? You are. As you think and feel, so are you. Relatives will usually give you the wrong advice. It is usually biased and prejudiced because it is not given in an impersonal way. Any advice you receive which violates the golden rule, which is a cosmic law, is not good or sound. It is well to remember that no two human beings ever live beneath the same roof without clashes of temperament, periods of hurts and strain. Never display the unhappy side of your marriage to your friends. Keep your quarrels to yourself. Refrain from criticism and condemnation of your partner. Don't try to make your wife over. A husband must not try to make his wife over into a second edition of himself. The tactless attempt to change her in many ways is foreign to her nature. These attempts are always foolish and many times result in a dissolution of the marriage. These attempts to alter her destroy her pride and self-esteem and arouse a spirit of contrariness and resentment that proves fatal to the marriage bond. Adjustments are needed, of course, but if you have a good look inside your own mind and study your character and behavior, you will find so many shortcomings, and they will keep you busy the rest of your life. If you say, I will make him over into what I want, you're looking for trouble and the divorce court. You're asking for misery. You will have to learn the hard way that there is no one to change but yourself. Pray together and stay together through steps in prayer. The first step. Never carry over from one day to another accumulated irritations arising from little disappointments. Be sure to forgive each other for any sharpness before you retire at night. The moment you awaken in the morning, claim infinite intelligence is guiding you in all your ways, sending out loving thoughts of peace, harmony, and love to your marriage partner, to all members of the family, and to the whole world. The second step. Say grace at breakfast. Give thanks for the wonderful food, for your abundance, and for all your blessings. Make sure that no problems, worries, or arguments shall enter into the table conversation. The same applies at dinner time. Say to your wife or husband, 
I appreciate all you're doing, and I radiate love and goodwill to you all day long. The third step. The husband and wife should alternate in praying each night. Do not take your marriage partner for granted. Show your appreciation and love. Think appreciation and goodwill rather than condemnation, criticism, and nagging. The way to build a peaceful home and a happy marriage is to use a foundation of love, beauty, harmony, mutual respect, faith in God, and all things good. Read the 23rd, 27th, and 91st Psalms, the 11th chapter of Hebrews, the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, and other great texts of the Bible before going to sleep. As you practice these truths, your marriage will grow more and more blessed through the years. Review your actions. 1. Ignorance of mental and spiritual laws is the cause of all marital unhappiness. By praying scientifically together, you stay together. 2. The best time to prevent divorce is before marriage. If you learn how to pray in the right way, you will attract the right mate for you. 3. Marriage is the union of a man and woman who are bound together by love. Their hearts beat as one, and they move onward, upward, and Godward. 4. Marriage does not bequeath happiness. People find happiness by dwelling on the eternal truths of God and the spiritual values of life. Then the man and woman can contribute to each other's happiness and joy. 5. You attract the right mate by dwelling on the qualities and characteristics you admire in a woman or man, and then your subconscious mind will bring you together in divine order. 6. You must build into your mentality the mental equivalent of what you want in a marriage partner. If you want to attract an honest, sincere, and loving partner in life, you must be honest, sincere, and loving yourself. 7. You do not have to repeat mistakes in marriage. When you really believe you can have the type of man or woman you idealize, it is done unto you as you believe. To believe is to accept something as true. Accept your ideal companion now mentally. 8. Do not wonder how, why, or where you will meet the mate you are praying for. Trust implicitly the wisdom of your subconscious mind. It has the know-how, and you don't have to assist it. 9. You are mentally divorced when you indulge in peeves, grudges, ill will, and hostility toward your marriage partner. You are mentally dwelling with error in the bed of your mind. Adhere to your marriage vows. I promise to cherish, love, and honor him or her all the days of my life. 10. Cease projecting fears to your marriage partner. Project love, peace, harmony, and goodwill and your marriage will grow more beautiful and more wonderful through the years. 11. Radiate love, peace, and goodwill to each other. These vibrations are picked up by the subconscious mind, resulting in mutual trust, affection, and respect. 12. A nagging wife is usually seeking attention and appreciation. She is craving for love and affection. Praise and exalt her many good points. Show her that you love her and appreciate her. 13. A man who loves his wife does not do anything unloving or unkind in word, manner, or action. Love is what love does. 14. In marital problems, always seek expert advice. You would not go to a carpenter to pull a tooth. Neither should you discuss your marriage problems with relatives or friends. You should go to a trained person for counsel. 15. Never try to make your wife or husband over. 
These attempts are always foolish and tend to destroy the pride and self-esteem of the other. Moreover, it arouses a spirit of resentment that proves fatal to the marriage bond. Cease trying to make the other a second edition of yourself. 16. Pray together and you will stay together. Scientific prayer solves all problems. Mentally picture your wife as she ought to be. Joyous, happy, healthy, and beautiful. See your husband as he ought to be. Strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and kind. Maintain this mental picture and you will experience the marriage made in heaven, which is harmony and peace. 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 Chapter. I think that's the perfect spot uh, to pause halfway sorry two uh three quarters of the way through the book because um somehow in uh oh it's because there was that little restart issue now i remember that wasn't actually part two that was part three <laughs> so we're gonna do part two next that was chapter 11 through to chapter jason knows this because he's really paying attention he sent me a message i didn't notice at the at the time he was like uh Hi, Chief. Just to confirm, we are starting on Chapter 11 and not on Chapter 6, right? Because you do mean to do this, right? No! No, I meant to start on Chapter 6, and then something confused me. can't even remember what it was, but something confused me. And um, we started on Chapter 11. It was seamless. Like I said, each one of these books, each chapter in this book, is kind of, is pretty much standalone. It works, it, uh, you know, in and of itself uh, in, a, in a rather wonderful fashion. And um, so that's cool. You know, anyway, I enjoyed that very much. How about you? How is that for you, darling? How is that for you, dearest wave riding individual? Harmony and peace, says Yoga Mac, and I agree. Harmony and peace. Harmony and peace. Harmony. 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 Harmony and peace. Harmony, harmony, and peace. Nice. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Jason. Eva, we did chapter 11 to chapter 14 today. And uh, frankly, I'm very, very happy with how this book is going. This book is proving to be very useful and um, very specific. That's nice, isn't it? Look at that. Great big eyes. Just a beautiful, beautiful thing visually, isn't it? Yoga uh. Max says, glory to the gods. Amcast says, I envision all of you with good health and life. Exactly. Me too. Me too. Full Killer says, part three needed to be played today. It did it of its own accord. Obviously it did. Obviously it did. I'm very happy with that. 
Ancast says, can Akira do a song with our comments? <laughs> some of them. Spigandi, some of that relationship advice were the things my ex-sweetheart told me. Very wise. Uh, how's she your ex-sweetheart? Did you not take them to heart? Or was that the stuff about divorce? Bad Buddha 93 says, This is a great show, very relaxing and full of wisdom, isn't it, Joe? Chad says, That chapter was great. But the last one, they were all great, weren't they? But that last one was really great. I think Dreams one was great too. Um, what was the first one? It was a long time ago now. Harmony and peace. Harmony and peace. Harmony and peace. Shazza has already logged in. We have indeed been listening to The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Uh, If you refresh, you will see it should now say part three. (laughs) And I shall update the, uh, the thumbnail. Actually, Jason, can you do that? You update the thumbnail. Oh, hang on. Let's see. Um, can you update the thumbnail? You might not have the requisite font installed. Uh, it should tell you what it is, though, and I think it's a free one. But uh, you should be able to open up the Photoshop file of this um, thumbnail and just change part two there to part three. <laughs> Some people know in the future when future people come to these broadcasts and try to listen to them and get them in the right order. Muy importante. Uh, Shouts out to Sajitaj, who sent us a super chat during that and said, become the best in the world at what you do. Keep redefining what you do until this is true. That's that wisdom of Naval right there. Chad says, so much good stuff to ponder from this book. Jason Eva says, ham and cheese. Well, I am very much looking forward to uh, continuing this. So I need to work out how to do that in my schedule. Given that this book is four times longer than I thought it was when I first scheduled it. Let me have a look in my uh, schedule back here. Okay, so tomorrow we've got our P-A-R-T-Y, don't we? We've got our P-A-R-T-Y. Okay, what I had scheduled for... Do you guys want to... Should we do this on Saturday? And um, Should we do this on Saturday? You guys want to hang out on Saturday afternoon and do uh, more of this? That could be... It's a nice Saturday afternoon thing. That could be good. Uh, Ooh... Yeah, maybe that could work. Me barbecue says I got all my gift wrapping done, so this is perfect. Wait a minute, did I fall through a wormhole? Is it Christmas again? What's up, Sheila? Anyway, I will uh, I'll sort out the schedule and I will post the schedule for the next week. <laughs> 
tomorrow so you can see all of the things for the next week uh, one thing we do know about next week which is exciting is Danica is going to be on uh, the show on the 16th it came around fast uh, is that Tuesday bloody hell perfect harmony and peace harmony and peace Anyway, we'll, I will announce all that tomorrow. Well, I'll get it all sorted and, uh, and announce the, the forthcoming week of streams tomorrow. Very nice. All right, thank you all for hanging out tonight. It's been delightful again, as always. And as always, this stream is brought to you by MeaningWave.com. Go to MeaningWave.com, hit the resources support MeaningWave link if you would like to support MeaningWave, if you feel you derive value from some of these MeaningWave activities. Hello. Uh, we've got a PayPal, Patreon, Bitcoin, ETH, Venmo, etc. Uh, what else is in there? There's sizing charts if you ever need those. Those can be useful. We've got lyrics, of course. We have blogs. Oh, look. Yesterday's stream is up there as a blog. Look at all these things. Very nice. And, uh, of course, it's one day and three hours left on our sale. If you wish to get 20% off of uh, anything you might like, maybe you want to get a digital music bundle of all the music uh, because of whatever weird stuff they're threatening to pull this year. Didn't they have... Um... How, 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 how? Yeah, they did. They've had, they've had some of their... Um... You know those drills they do? They always do these drills before there's a big thing. They do a drill of it. Uh, they've had a cyber awareness or something like cyber attack drill things, and a bunch of them. Um, shutting down internet stuff. So you really should get all your Meaning Wave music because otherwise you won't be able to listen to it if you rely on Spotify. Go get yourself some digital bundle action. And uh, what else? Maybe you want to get, get yourself some vinyl or a CD or a cassette. I'm looking forward to doing more CDs and cassettes and vinyl, obviously. And uh, there'll be news on that sort of thing soon. What else? Yeah, anyway, MeaningWave.com sponsors this broadcast. Head on over there. It's lovely. Amcast just sent us a dollar. Amcast, I hope this doesn't bring you a charge. I had a weird thing. Sometimes, because chats go by in some streams very fast and I don't see them all. And it, I had a dream or something, and I think it might have been real that you sent us a dollar and it put you overdrawn and you got bank charges. Is that real or did I imagine that? Either way, I appreciate you. Uh, Sajitesh says, is Marmadan feeling better? It's funny, I was just thinking about that. I was literally just thinking about Marmadan and her help. Uh, she seen, she's better today than she was yesterday. Much better today than she was yesterday. Um, still not, you know, 100. But much better today and... Uh, you know, I think we should all imagine her being very, very happy and healthy tomorrow. How about that? How about that? All right, gang, I'm going to go see Mamadan. How about that? And little Hercules uh, before he goes to sleep. I think he's got one minute before he goes to sleep. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow for our P-A-R-T-Y. I cannot believe how fast this week has flown by. I, well, I suppose I can't believe it, but it's still, it still amazes me. And I uh, look forward to getting back to this book on the weekend. And, uh, yeah. As always, thank you for being here. Love to you and your family. Uh, kick the crap out of that like. Leave a comment on the way out and head on over to MeaningWave.com.
good night and God bless you beautiful thing. I'm picturing you uh, living the exact life you've always dreamed of in your most happy and grateful of dreams. Maybe it could be possible. Mm-hmm.